We will only use the words ass, damn, hell, and bitch. We will never, however, use the words shit, fuck, goddamn, Jesus Christ, faggot, or any other racial or sexual slurs. Now then, as it pertains to video, we promise there will be less dick references. Oh, shit. Watch your fucking mouth. Well, fuck me. God damn it. Fuck. Anyway, there will be less penis references. Oh, and one last thing. Even though many of you believe that currently the favorite pastime in the oral office is swallow the leader, I did not. I repeat, I did not sleep with that young intern. As a matter of fact, I was up all night. <laughs> Yo, welcome back inside the cave. Thecavepodcast.com is where you can find us. Like us on Facebook, Inside the Cave. Also follow us on Twitter, Inside the Cave PC. Also on Instagram at Simply Inside the Cave. Look, check this out, right? I'm not really into meeting dudes on Instagram or social media or nothing like that. Not that there's anything wrong with guys who like to meet other guys on social media. That's just not my thing. But made an exception. It's this kid. His name is Justin. Justin. The wrestling classic on Instagram and YouTube. One of the dopest wrestling sites. You can just sit back and enjoy some classic wrestling. Look, I'm a wrestling mark. All you other guys can come out the closet. There's a whole bunch of us. Not that big of a deal. My first interview on Inside the Cave was Black Boy Chris. He had this whole sketch comedy thing down packed as far as putting it on Instagram. You only get 16 seconds. But if you can be able to find and get to the joke in 16 seconds, start the joke and end the joke in 16 seconds, hey, you're a, brilliant, you're a brilliant man in my opinion. And that's the same thing with this kid, Justin. And look, when I call him a kid, it's not to son him. It's just that when I was younger and he's 23, all the older guys referred to me as kid, even though I was an adult. So hey, passing that little thing down. But look, Justin's a real cool guy, man. This gimmick he got, <laughs> the wrestling classic, the guy is brilliant. You gotta check it out on Instagram, the wrestling classic. 
Real cool dude. We sat back. We talked about. Gave a little SummerSlam preview, which comes on tonight. I'm about to have this thing uploaded in about 30 minutes. So get a good SummerSlam preview. At least most of the stuff that I watch on SummerSlam. Also, we talk about wrestling documentaries and uh, the click. We also talk about uh, just the Attitude Era, <laughs> classic storylines with Hulk and Macho Man. Hey, this kid, Justin, he knows the business. He, he's younger than me, and I swear he was there in the 80s when I was there. He knows this stuff. I'm telling you, one day he's going to be in the business. That's his, that's his plan, and I believe it's going to happen. So check him out. The Wrestling Classic on Instagram. I'm playing this podcast outlaw style. I'm just going to play it just like it happened because we started recording before I even, like, we started, like, talking wrestling before I even said, hey, we're on, kid. You know, we, he just got a love for this business. And I'm telling you, one day he's going to be working for Vince. So I'm glad I got him on the show now because once you start working for Vince, McMahon, that is, he doesn't let you up under uh, off from underneath his thumb, so I'm glad I got him now. But check out this dope interview, man. I ain't gonna call it a dope interview. It was just a dope sit down with the wrestling classic on Instagram. My man Just from British Connect Canada, <laughs> Canada. That's a little inside joke, inside theme we got going on at uh, Inside the Cave. Maybe one day, Belly and those guys, or no, no, nope, not Belly, but maybe one day, Joe Dirt and D might uh, spill the beans on that. But look, let's get into this uh, little sit down with my man Just. The Wrestling Classic, Instagram, YouTube, check them out. Let's get into this interview sit down just the way it happened. It's not formatted at all. We had a good time talking about the business. I know you're going to love it. Check it out. right now that you uh <laughs> you got more knowledge of today's wrestling than i do because like that's what i liked about your site is that it just takes me back you know i like it's it, it, i only get excited about wwe now when uh when like wrestlemania because i notice when they bring some of the stars back in the snack the storylines are better you know like randy so, well, it's, yeah, well, it's true, though. so when did when did you watch wrestling Talk about that because I didn't talk about any period of time. Oh, like, um, I, I, like I said, I keep up with it, you know, now. It's just I'm not into it right now because I know there's, it, it's like the storylines is just, I don't know, it's something about the, the way it's they, different. It's yeah. not. So this is what I always say about now compared to before, and maybe it's because obviously one major factor is when we're younger and we're teens and we're kids. Because um, I'm, I'm 23 now, right? I'm getting older, kind of, you know, reality smack in the face in the job, got to pay some bills, etc. But, like, right. when you're a kid or a teen, like, you're always looking to believe in something. Mm-hmm. And wrestling gave you that when you're younger. And you have a larger imagination, and you're, you, you, you're, you believe in it, and you think you, you're invested in characters and stuff. I feel like when you get older, you see, you know, the business, and you kind of know the behind the scenes, you know, it's great, and you can, you can witness that. But I think the other big factor is that today's product compared to before, because with today it's like 
don't know, some of them are watching it all, like, it just feels totally scripted. Yeah, top yeah, very scripted, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just, like, well, I remember watching it all, like, the late 90s, even in the, like, the early 2000s, even, like, during the evolution and stuff, like, right. it was still kind of seemed a little bit unpredictable, <laughs> also, like, anything could happen, the back day stuff, and, like, now it just seems like some pop like, oh, they're having this back injury, they're studying this stuff, it's kind of, it's not predictable, but it's, like, yeah, it's too predictable. predictable. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's too predictable. See, I'm, um, did you, yeah. This is not the yeah. Did, did you watch that, uh, Click documentary? Yeah, no. Yeah. See, that's the, that's the era that I, that I really like. Because, I mean, I, I'm, I'm 35, so I kind of knew, yeah. I kind of knew, like, around 97, <laughs> when I was, like, 17, that it really wasn't real. Well, I mean, I, I, I'll put it like this. I knew all of along because my dad, they told me that this is not real. Yeah. But it's yeah. It, even that whole NWO thing kicked off. I'm sorry. I thought it was real. <laughs> I mean, because it felt real. I remember watching it as it happened. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, that's what's missing. Like, when I like, feel too stupid, is that during that period, like, from the mid, and it's not like glorifying the Azure era because the Azure wasn't that wrestling wrestling wise and stuff that was kind of corny mm-hmm. but it just things felt real yeah do you know what I mean like the, the hatred between Shawn Michaels and the Bret Hart felt real I think it was and real <laughs> yeah felt real like mm-hmm. it's hard to explain and, and, it, and it's, it's crazy because Triple H it, he's running things now and he was part of that he was the main catalyst for that era and it's like <laughs> It makes you wonder, like, who's really pulling the strings with uh, WWE now? Because uh, I just can't see Hunter letting something like that happen. You know, it's like, and it's but it, then it lets me. But then you think about it though. If you watch that Click documentary, whenever it's time for Triple H to be on the main stage again, his storylines feel real. Like you see how they flipped it when Sting came back. You know, whatever yeah. that little beef between him and Sting. It felt real, so it's like they know how to uh, to flip the script. Well, that's because Triple H is old school, and you know, the, like, he was, Triple H still comes from that time, yeah. you know, yeah. where there was like there wasn't a whole writing team. There was one like one set of writers, like, maybe a group of writers. There wasn't like all the series of script and how to do. Like he knows the character, and he knows how to talk in his Triple H character. Right. I feel like a lot of these guys. Um, uh, without the exception of a few of them, like I think Dean Ambrose is really natural. The ones that are actually doing really good right now are the ones that are actually comfortable with their characters, like Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, and like. But there's people out there like, like the reason a lot of people would, and I don't know if you're aware that the ones who hated Roman Reigns when he was about to main event WrestleMania and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they did. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of that was because when he was cutting a promo and stuff, it didn't sound real. It didn't sound like. It's not like just forcing the script of what they wanted to say out there. It was like, no, let him be himself. Right. But an exaggerated version of himself. And, and that's what we buy. You know what I mean? Like, we bought Shawn Michaels because that was Shawn Michaels. Probably not what Shawn Michaels is like if you're going to hang out with him at a bar. Right. But if Shawn Michaels was exaggerated to another level, like, he's running around saying, stuck and saying this obnoxious shit because he's high on drugs. Like, that's who Shawn Michaels is. Like, yeah. <laughs> you and, know? Like, and, and you know what's funny? They tried their hardest to put uh, Reigns over, man, and, and, and the fans just weren't buying it, you know. And, and I'll tell you what, where they messed up at is the year before. That's when the fans, if you remember, he was like the last one in the Rumble, and he lost uh, then, I think it was, uh, 
was Batista. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was against Batista. But they, but Triple H had his minds made up that every that the fans or that everybody wanted to get behind Batista. But at that time, they wanted Reigns. So then he, then they looked at it like next year. Okay, we're gonna put Reigns over. You gotta get. It was weird because they wanted Daniel Bryan, but Daniel Bryan wasn't over Rumble. Yeah. So they just wanted to dog him, shit on Batista, because they wanted range. I don't think it was that Batista wasn't over, and I don't think it was that range. People, I think it was because they wanted Daniel Bryan to win, which led to Daniel Bryan getting the main event of WrestleMania and all that stuff happening. But I think, at least, I think that was the three shield guys. They always looked at range as being the person to be champion. He has, he has the look. Right, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, no, I agree. Go ahead. Well, I'm like, I'm like, it's Seth Rollins was the one that got the belt first over eight, but like I'm happy about it. Like I, I watched Raw obviously, but you know, used to get to watch all of it. And it wasn't that great, anyways. <laughs> what we could be about, so. But you know what? I, I, I remember just going on Instagram, and and you said, if you guys are tired of seeing seeing the same old pre, uh, same old promo, watch this. And I forgive what exactly clip, what exact uh, clip you posted. Tony Wilson's like in front of the table. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's see. <laughs> one, one thing about you, Justin, that I like is that uh, you give a good mix of everything, and it's and it's good because like the WWE Network is awesome. But if you're on the run and you don't have time to sit down and watch a whole show on a network, your your site that you do, it gives me. The right amount of fix that I need, you know, especially from that attitude era, that that uh, NWO era. That I mean, that's just I like I like I love your I love your page, man. And I think that's great how you do that, man. You give the fans exactly what they need, exactly what they want. So, hey, what made you start that uh, page? You got? Um, like I, I, it sounds kind of corny, cliche when I say that, so I try to tell me time. Like um, basically. You know, I'm, I'm a huge wrestling fan. I'm probably like a, I probably am a specialist wrestling. Some people might even say, like I am very, very passionate about the business. I do. If anyone wants to ask me what their dream, I might give them some phony answers. But the truth of the matter, I wish to work in the wrestling industry one day. You know. Okay. And um, and I didn't. I throughout the, I didn't realize that enough until I started this page. I realized that I was wearing the page all the I love wrestling, I'm culture that's and stuff, and people are connected with me and my, my passion for wrestling too. You're right. Which relates to really why I began the page is because I, on my personal Instagram, like with my own circle of friends, like family I grew up with, and like, people in high school and everything, like, I post a wrestling picture, and I get like, well, like, you know, some people come. If it was someone new, like Randy Orton or something, not many people knew who I was. You know, if I post like Bret Hart or Savage, they obviously get more comments than like, well, like, I don't really, I'm not in it for the comments, but like, I was in it for like the interaction. Mm-hmm. So like, I want to connect with the wrestling fans. I wanted to be able to find other wrestling fans and talk to them and talk about what we remember, remembered and what I didn't know, they could teach me, you know, what I, they didn't know I could show them. Right. You know, it was reminiscent about wrestling. Yeah. What happened was, um, I followed a few wrestling pages, and I used to see on their pages, you know, they post a picture and that people were talking about, oh, you know, people would be tagging their friends, like, oh my God, I remember this and this and that. And I thought to myself, I'm like, it was like February 2014, just last year, and I'm like, you know what, I should just 
part of the wrestling page, like, whatever. Yeah. And I did, and I started, I started looking at the ones that I followed. They were mainly the things that are editing, they're editing up the pictures, or they were, like, keeping up getting current wrestling, like, current WWE wrestling and independent wrestling. Yeah. And I said, how about I made a page that was kind of everything, from, like, from Frank Dodge to, like, to, like Bob Backlund and Bruno Sammartino to Hulkamania and the Ultimate Warrior Savage to Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, Austin Rock, like, do everything. And, you know, WWE, AWA, and I just wanted to provide wrestling to everyone and bring wrestling fans together at one place so we could all enjoy wrestling and talk about wrestling and reminisce about wrestling and come together. I, I, I came up with the name Misfit, and this is a common question because I call everybody Misfit, <laughs> because I believe wrestling fans are like the most outcasted form of sports and entertainment fans out of all fans ever. Oh, yeah, like, you can be that. a movie fan or a reality TV show fan and you're accepted. You can be an NFL, NHL, NBA fan and you're accepted. But if you're a wrestling fan, it's like, oh, you're, either you're accepted or it's weird. But when you bump into someone else that's a wrestling fan, it's like super cool and you automatically click with them really fast. It's, like, it's weirder than you bump into someone else like, hey, did you watch Monday Night Raw last night? Like, that doesn't happen anymore. You know? like, right. Well, imagine imagine that. Know, imagine that and being all that and a 35-year-old black guy who's a in love with wrestling still to this day. I'm outcasted all the time. I'm, I'm 23, so like the older you get, the weirder you get too. When you're, I think once, once you pass graduating high school, the moment you're still a wrestling fan after that, it looks kind of uh, like just look different and mature and it's also wrestling scripture and fake, but it's, so when you do go to someone that's around you and you're saying, you're old and they're like, you're a wrestling fan, like, yeah. it's so cool. Like, I, I, that, I had that actual experience. I, was in a, I had a class at my university and it was a Monday, and I wanted to go home early to go watch Monday Night Raw. Yeah. And the class ended, like, late at 6, and Raw started at 6.15. So yeah. I was leaving at, like, 5.50. <laughs> where, where the hell are you calling me? Where the hell are you calling me from, man? British Columbia? I'm calling you from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. 5.47 p.m. Oh, no shit. Now, this is a little inside joke from uh, Inside the Cave, but my co-hosts, they love Canada. I had to tell yeah, I'll tell you about that off air. <laughs> but they love <laughs> they love Canada. We get Canada's like, a great place, man. Oh man, that's awesome. Well, they probably love Toronto, don't they? Uh I don't I don't think it matters to them. <laughs> they love, <laughs> they, love yeah, they love Canada via <laughs> via Las Vegas. Yeah, I'll tell you about that off air. <laughs> okay, well, that sounds good. But like anyways. Anyways, I used to leave class at like five fifty because I wanted to get home at six fifty or after all. Right. So there was a buddy who was, he was kind of an acquaintance of mine at that point because um, my ex girlfriend and his current girlfriend are still his girlfriend are best friends. So we knew each other from like high school kind of because like his girlfriend and my ex girlfriend the best friend and we went to the graduation and stuff. But we just happened to have this class together, and um, one day he asked me he's like, "So he's like, why do you always leave so early?" Like. Why do you always do the time silly? Because you have tickets, we have the same time every every week, right? Yeah. We have the class twice a week, so like the second day I always do the whole time. I know it's going on. But the first Mondays I'd always be just a little bit early. And uh, I'm like, uh, to be honest, I, just, I, I go home to watch Raw. I just, I just said it, right? And, you know, that's not pretty you just stay all the time. But I'm comfortable enough to open up this point. But I'm like, yeah, I, I want to go home to watch Raw. 
he's like, holy shit, I watched wrestling, like, I watched Raw TV, he watched Raw TV, so that, we just honestly, we clicked, we're so tight, I ended up watching, like, every pay-per-view, and there's a bunch of buddies for the next, like, year and a half. You're right. And it's not bomb, like, we probably didn't have anything else in common, but we draw wrestling. I didn't know that he loved wrestling just as much as, like, I loved wrestling. But I never would have known unless I brought it up. Right, right, I mean? right, yeah. It's like it's like being exactly. undercover. It's like being a, like a down low guy for for wrestling. It's it's amazing though. But and that's I, what I feel like wrestling fans are. We keep it like with ourselves. It's not that we're ashamed of being wrestling fans. We'll be perfectly open to it. If we're somewhere and we're watching wrestling, it's like we're open about it. But it's not something. It's not always walking around the street and like you won't see. Oh, I'm different. I actually don't give a shit. Like I just went around a bunch of errands. They went in the NWO. But like yeah. you don't see people walking around and like CM Punk shirts and John Cena shirts in public. Just, like yeah. they're walking around in like a, I don't know, a Seattle Seahawks jersey or like a Vancouver Canucks right. jersey or something, you know? Well, it's amazing. Like it's amazing, though, like how, you know? you know, people give, like, Colin Cowherd from ESPN or now Fox, you know, he gives wrestling fans this title called Booger Eaters. They, that's what he calls us and stuff. But the thing about wrestling, uh, you, you can't, well, I'm not going to say now, but in back in the day when the storylines were real good, you can't tell me that how many storylines that that wrestling did actually didn't happen in some form of life. You know, everyone can relate to most of those good storylines, you know, especially like the Austin 316. How many, you know, guys can can say they want to say flip off? <laughs> Excuse me. How many guys, you know, want to flip off their, their boss, you know, give their boss the, the bird, you know, and like like Austin or the whole attitude era with uh with DX and the NWO and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, that, that especially in the 90s, like, you might be a little bit too young, but that was the, the feeling back then, you know. Like, I remember, because I might have been, yeah, I was, I was all too young, but, like, I, I, I had the tapes, and I, I, my brother, my brother's actually 30, 30-something years old, so, like, okay. he was 10 years older than me, so he used to, like, record on VHS tapes. Oh, yeah, tapes. yeah, man. <laughs> Yes. All the nitros and the raws and stuff. Oh, like, yeah. I had a VCR and, like, you know, I don't know. I played outside. I was always outside playing street hockey, copy robbers, and up to no good. I was always running around my friends in high school. I wasn't, like, one of those nerdy kids or anything. I was, I'm not going to keep it. It sounds pretentious, but at least I was a popular kid. I was out drinking and partying with my friends and picking up chicks. And I had, like, I wasn't, like, people are stereotyped wrestling sounds like we don't have girlfriends. So I was the most normal kid ever, but, like, a lot of the times when I'm sitting at home, what I did was I, I watched wrestling. Yeah. Like, I, you know? And it's funny. Home and home kind of watch wrestling. Hey, I you like... Know, all the times that I was at home. I, I like how you said your brother used to uh, record record everything on VHS. I used to do the same thing. Because, like, back then, we had no idea that one day all this stuff we had to must-see and record would be available on demand, on like YouTube yeah, stuff. like yeah. like like how you got it, or even the network. I mean, we that thought process never came in our mind. That's just it's just crazy how things were. No, dude, I remember like it's funny, like uh, one like it came on TV. He, I had like every Monday Night Raw from like nineteen ninety three to like the middle of nineteen ninety nine recorded. I'm missing a few, <laughs> and those few I watched on the network. I'm like, oh my god, I never watched this one fully because I never had this on VHS. Yeah, same thing with Nitro. Nitro from like 1996, from like the beginning of the NWO oh, yeah. to like mid 1999, I had recorded on it. Some of my brother, he recorded all that, and it was great for me because I sat there, I rewinded and forwarded that tape, and I watched them over and over. And so I felt like I, 
I watched it as I was growing up. So even as I was watching wrestling in the early 2000s, yeah. I was still watching the 97, 98 stuff as like, you know, like a yeah. second source of wrestling. Yeah, that's cool. So like, so that's why like, I can, like, when I post the shit, like I remember like, you know, just like little things I actually remember watching it live. Like when Macho Man returned that last time during the Millionaire's Club and the New Blood Fight. I remember watching that live. Oh, that's good but stuff. I spoke for the first time. I remember watching that live. Yeah. Um, the video, video cassettes were the best because I remember you could go to like Blockbuster. Oh, yeah. That's something you could rent the tape. Oh, and yeah. And if you had two VHS recorders, you could record the video that you were watching on a different tape. It was totally illegal, but you were able to do that. Oh, and yeah. I had all the papers and stuff, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, look. Let's, we got to do, because I'm, I'm marketing this as like, maybe we can do this like for every the big pay-per-view. But give me, give me your, uh. Just who do you think is going to win with, uh, who is it, John Cena, John Cena, and uh, what's the kid name? Jeez. That's Rollins? Yeah, Rollins. Who's going to win that? You think Cena Cena or Rollins? Who you got? Oh, man. So let's get in the Sunday front here. Um, my gut feeling is somehow, my initial, if you told me the truth like, off the top of my head, I'd say John Cena just because I just feel like that's the way the WWE works. <laughs> right. But for some reason, in my gut, I have like, like I am like, somebody coming to face you know, I'm gonna regret it later. I have a feeling somehow Rollins is gonna come out on top. I don't know how. Yeah. But somehow, and, it's, and that's a good thing. It's not that I don't think Cena should win, and he's gonna be 16 times tied with Ric Flair. It's just that I think they know that we don't want that, and they may hold it off. I, I'm with you on that. I think I think for Cena to be 16 time champ, like like Flair. It has to be something special, maybe WrestleMania or something like that. But yeah. you know, right now, I, I think I think Cena's going to do a heel turn, man. I think it's coming. I think it's coming. Um, here's my prediction for Cena. I think something's going to happen in uh, 2016, 20 years after the NWO started. I think we're looking at a Cena uh, doing a heel turn like Hogan some point like that. I just the can't... The only thing about Cena is, is that they fear is that like, he does so much of that Make-A-Wish and all that charity stuff and he's so marketable to the kids and all that. It's like, it's hard for him to turn him because he brings up so much money and so much... Yeah, that's oh, true. Oh my God, yeah. a good way to him. And I understand that from a business standpoint and they're not... See, back in the end of the old times and the Austin times, they, were, they weren't a public traded company. Right. It's so technical. But yeah. they weren't like a, you know, they didn't have a, they didn't have a stock, and they didn't have investors and stuff. Where yeah. I feel like, yeah, you know, you still it kind of holds them back because they have to satisfy those people. But what I feel like they don't realize is that if they were to turn, you know, yeah, this is from like a personal opinion. I think what they don't understand is that if they were to turn Cena heel, I don't think that would really hurt merchandise and stuff. Oh man, like, it would help. Like guys like me that don't like him right now would love him as a heel. Oh be like, yeah, I'm not seeing that shit now. He's a badass. That's like when. Hogan turned bad if you love the NWO and we love Hogan. There is a way of being a cool bad guy. Right, right, right. And the thing about it... And, and, and As for the charity stuff, I don't know about that. Well, you know, a way to be a cool bad guy. You, I think you, Cena could pull it off. You know, you brought up Hogan, and uh, I thought that that would be the perfect way because they can still flip Cena Hill, and then you got Hogan back, so they can have, have Hogan doing all that that Make-A-Wish stuff. I mean, they already had him doing the Susan G. Komen stuff, you know, and he was uh, still bringing in, you know, at the age of 60, still bringing in money. But, I, you know, and and I'm, I'm a black guy, and I called in the Stephen A. Smith show, and I, and I defended Hogan. You know, I just can't believe that 
You know, look, WWE got guys that are still on drugs, known drug users. They, they, I know Scott Hall is part of the clique, but they got Scott Hall. I think he's supposed to be at SummerSlam or working the next event or something like that. I mean, they got all this stuff, and then their biggest guy, their biggest draw ever, they just cut him loose like that. I just can't believe. So part of me thinks this is like almost a, a work, and somehow Hogan's going to show up at WrestleMania this year. I don't know how you feel about that, but I just really believe Hogan's going to somehow show up. I just can't believe they just throw him away like that. I don't think they're throwing him away. I think it's a first. I think it's not going. It's not going to last guys. Like the temporary thing. It's something that got brought up from eight years ago. Yeah. That's the one thing that gets me. Eight years ago. Yeah. I don't even remember what I did eight years ago. All right. <laughs> yeah. One, I have to figure out count what year that was. Yeah. And then what? How old was I? What might have I done that year? Well, did it? And, and the second thing is like. In his mind, it was in his own privacy. And people said a lot of things in his own privacy. I'm sure half people in that company behind the scenes say a lot of stupid shit in yeah. their own privacy. Yeah, and it's funny you say that because... We're human, we talk shit, you know? We're human, we talk shit. I'm not white, right? I'm, I'm East Indian. My family is from... My parents are from Punjab and England and stuff. And I'm Canadian born and everything. But like, I get racism. I understand how it comes off and how people use it in the wrong ways. And I get all the technicalities of racism. But, like, I think it was a little bit overblown. But I understand where they're coming from as a company, but at the same time, I was like, and here's the thing too around that time period i'm not for sure if i'm exactly right but uh hogan was going through a divorce you know his wife had just left him for a kid his son had just went to prison for you know vehicular ma uh, manslaughter or homicide or whatever like that so then all of a sudden and i used to be around the music business so all of a sudden now his daughter <laughs> is uh, dating some wannabe uh, producer and stuff like that, and, and Hogan's no fool. You know, he probably he probably smelled a mark when he you know when he saw him. So he probably like, wait a minute, you know, you've been around me all this time, and now all of a sudden you want to you know basically like date a mark? Nah, you know. So I mean, did, was his words correct? No, nah, but I don't think he deserved all that, and especially when you're giving. I mean, look how fast they gave Kevin Nash a. Uh, uh, you know, Kevin Nash was on the on the news, TMZ, everything too, almost like Hogan, beating up his kid. Now, granted, you know he beat the case and everything like that, but I mean, hell, they made sure he was back in back in effect for uh, to be the star of uh, the, the Hall of Fame. I think that's the thing too. Once this once Hogan trial is over, I think Hogan will be back too. Yeah. I don't think that's just. I think it's just for the time being because they don't need that publicity linked to the WWE when they're trying because as far as I've read and seen like, which Stephanie's interviews Stephanie McMahon's interviews I'm not saying now I'm not an expert I don't, I'm not an insider I don't have special information other people don't have and stuff like, I don't the one thing I say about wrestling and I say on the page all the time the one thing I know is that I honestly know nothing at all <laughs> like I'm not the type of guy that's going to be like I know this for a fact I got the inside news but because I'm, like, I'm not a mark like that I don't know anything but from what I read, um, the, the direction that Stephanie and the, the, the company are trying to go with more of a philanthropist direction, you know, getting right. back to communities and charities and a goodwill company, a family oriented, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Rather than, like, just a wrestling company or a sports entertainment company or anything like that. So yeah. something like that happening 
when they're trying to go in that direction, being linked to trials and court cases, like they don't want to be linked to those type of negative situations. Yeah, and I understand. Um, you got to take care of the, you got to take care of the shield. That's business standpoint. I understand it. Yeah. So what do you do? You want to separate yourself from that. You want to, you know, subtract that factor out of it. So you can't have Hogan. You can't have him mentioned everywhere because. And he's like, you know, it looks so fucking with you. Like, fans can bitch and they can complain and they can cry about it, but like, I post a picture of Hulk Hogan and you have people, you know, commenting the N word, commenting what Booker T said, and like, saying, who's that? Like, because it's, it's a fan, and I'm not trying to be mean to the fans or anything, because they can say whatever the fuck they want to say, but to them, it's just that. It's that ignorance is kind of the reason why they had to block him out of the first place, because if he showed up on TV or something, what if the crowds are chanting something like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, I, I, I get that, it. I get you it. You know, that get the business. I, I just think you know? I just and, think they could have suspended him, put with no pay, put him in a system. You know, put put whatever they could have put whatever spin they wanted to. But that extreme. I just feel like I I feel like the moment the trial's over, he'll be back. Yeah. It's gonna be like a big hurrah, Hogan's gonna be back. You know, he's back. Everyone's over it. Like. Yeah. All right. Let me ask you a question. Okay. This old Undertaker and uh, Brock Lesnar. I'm into that. I'm not into a lot of that, a lot of the card, SummerSlam card. But I'm I'm gonna tune in. Brock Lesnar, Undertaker, old yeah. man. Yeah, that's old school. Wow. I mean, the way they worked that. I mean, because who didn't think that? Especially the way Lesnar <laughs> kicked Cena's ass a couple years ago. Who did not see Lesnar giving Suplex City to uh, what's the kid's name? Rollins, like that. And then all of a sudden, Taker shows up. So I mean I'm with that storyline that that's that's my type of wrestling if you want to if you want to say it like that what do you think yeah. is, what do you think's gonna happen man? Oh man, this is tough because like it's I like both guys a lot. Um, I still think Taker should have lost to Brock at WrestleMania, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um. Like this, this going so many different directions. Like uh, take a get the win here. So if you look back in, in like legit, like look back to even the feud in like 2002 when Undertaker was the fucking badass and right. he saw Brock and and the SmackDown brand and show. I think it never beat Brock Lesnar. Like like I, I don't know about house shows and stuff, but like on live TV and television, like. The Undertaker's never got a victory over Brock Lesnar, ever. Man, you know your stuff. I did not know that, man. That is some good stuff right no, there. That's what, that's what, no, that's what I'm trying to say. Exactly. So, like, they fought at, like, No Mercy, Unforgiven, Hell in a Cell, did a bike chain match. He fought on SmackDown. Like, he's never beat Brock Lesnar in a, in a single match or anything, right? So, like, for a taker to beat Brock, I this is a, this, two scenarios I have here. This is just my personal opinion scenarios. One, taker, and I'm not saying he's going to or he has to or he should, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he should or he has to. I'm saying I think that he might be though. Taker might be retiring after this next WrestleMania. Yeah. So maybe if he beats Brock, and then he retires after WrestleMania, and at WrestleMania, this is where I mean, he's near. He either beats Brock, and then he goes to WrestleMania, and him and Brock have the rubber match where they fight one last time, and the winner takes all. Which I actually don't want to see. I don't want to see that happening. That's the most classic thing to go is have them fight twice and there being a rubber match. But I'd rather just be Taker v. Brock and we want to sting. That, that's what I was thinking. So I really want to see Undertaker sting. Yeah, that's what I want to see. And that's what I'm trying I don't to figure. But in order for that to so happen, I think I think uh, Brock would have to beat <laughs> Taker uh, on SummerSlam. 
unless they keep this thing going yeah, to survive. That's the other scenario, is that Brock does be taken as SummerSlam, and we move away from all of this anyway, right. and take this as an avenue once Sting tries to bring it out of him. Right, right. But see, this is what kind of makes me mad about the whole Sting scenario now, too. Is now that, so okay, say we do have Sting with the Undertaker at WrestleMania 32. Yeah, 32, yeah, 32. The same thing with Sting with the Undertaker at WrestleMania 32. So many factors. One, are either one of them, them going to call it a retirement match? Or no, it doesn't matter, but it's just something to think about. Right. Two, it's in Texas. Does that mean the Undertaker goes over? Yeah. Three, if the Undertaker goes over, Sting just lost two WrestleManias in a row because he lost Triple H, but still, as much as I love the match, still makes no sense to me why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, that's Triple like, H, you there's know. There's so many things about it that makes no sense to me. Like, because yeah. I don't want to see Sting lose twice at WrestleMania. The two matches he's had in the WWE, he just loses. Yeah. But yeah, I don't want to see taking lose again at WrestleMania in Texas. Right. Unless it's his last match, then sure. But if it is his last match, and he's going to lose. And how he should be Brock tomorrow on the Sunday. Yeah, I mean, so he beats Brock and he loses at Mania. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Hey. uh the, the wrestling classic on Instagram. Guys, got to check that out, man. This kid knows his stuff. Uh, hey, I, I, I could talk to you all day, man. Let's keep going. Uh, other thing I like about your site, your page, is uh, the divas. And you know what? <laughs> yeah, man, I mean, you give, a, you give a guy like me enough divas to, to get through my day. <laughs> I mean, the thing about it is I like how you... you you just find those old clips, man. I mean, everyone's talking about how the Divas division now is pretty good. But when I see some of those clips that you got, man, that the Divas, the Divas division when uh, uh, Lita, Tori Wilson, and uh, Sable, and uh, no, 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 the other blonde, the hot blonde with the big tits. I can't remember her name. Trish, Trish Stratus. Oh, yeah, 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 Canadian, yeah. Now it was it was real good back then, man. I mean, that was some good stuff. But that was the attitude era too. So, man, what do you think about that? Yeah, no, I don't know how long you've been following me for, but like in the past, I post some like crazy clips and like just edits I made of like those divas, like Trish, Tori, like I got like Tori's bikini contest and kissing the table and all that on my page. Oh yeah. I think what it is is that obviously I, I like that era because growing up I was a kid like. Me, but I also like the current era of them actually trying to be wrestling divas. Right. I kind of like that direction. I kind of wish that we could get the best of both worlds. Right. But like, I know after the Azure, era, kind of like in 2003, 2004, like you did, like on SmackDown, you'd have the Tory Wilson and the Sables and the basic heroes. But like on Raw, you'd have Trish and Lita fighting and stuff. But like, you have the best, you have wrestling, and you have like the key contest and shit. I wish you could do that again. We have the best of both worlds. Yeah. Like, imagine right now they're having the Divas evolution with other people that are fighting out of power and blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, like, Lana and Summer Warrior were having, like, bikini contests and cat fights where they were more, like, edgier. Yeah. And yeah, it gives you the best in Divas and it gives you that sex appeal at the same time, you know? Yeah. Uh, what do you think is going to happen Steph- with Steph- Stephanie McMahon and, uh, What's the chick from UFC? I'm sorry, man. It's, it's, it's kind of late over here. I can't get myself together. But what's the chick from UFC that showed up at our WrestleMania? Uh, um, I don't know. I think it's a one-off thing. Ronda Rousey. Yeah, Ronda Rousey. Yeah. She follows the wrestling classic, which always makes me really happy. But uh, uh, you think Vince's gonna buy her um, out one day? You think she's gonna end up being a pro wrestler? Yeah, I think so. I think she's gonna end up being a pro wrestler. Yeah, 
or be a, a I, th- I don't think she'll ever be like a pro wrestler but I think sports entertainer fighting whenever she's done fighting it might be years from now she'll probably have like a one off match or something or but see the thing about it is she'll do something I mean, the thing about it is, her in UFC, she doesn't really have any competition. At least if she's working for Vince, you know, he can at least market her as, like, maybe she might lose to Brie Bella or something like that. I mean... <laughs> well, that's so weird to think of. She's so dominant. I credit her to come being there. Like, it took a little while to get used to Brock and losing, even right now, like, if you barely see him losing. You see him kicking everyone's ass, because it's hard to take a real fighter and make him you know, yeah. you lost to Priyadala. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But you know, but you know, oh. back in the day, Vince knew how to spin that and 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 turn it. You know, Brie Bella and uh, her sister and that. What's that whole click thing they got going on now? What's that that team she got? Uh, what's that called? Team Bella. Team. Oh, yeah, duh. Okay, I told you, man. I'm, I'm, I can't keep up. I, I know what's going on, but I don't know the details of today's wrestling like I do. But I'll tell you what I do know. That's fine, man. Yeah. I tell you what I do know, man. Did you now? Did you watch that Click documentary? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Man, to me, that was WWE's. That was WWE at its best, and the production behind that uh, that, that just brought back so many memories for me. Because, like, I remember, uh, you kind of I knew I knew something was going on between Nash and uh, Shawn Michaels. I knew they were like you know friends off screen. Oh, yeah and, yeah, and but I didn't know the whole connection with Scott Hall. Uh, eventually, I figured it out with uh, with Triple H and uh, X Pac and stuff like that. But those five guys, man, and I mean, they—if it wasn't for them, I mean, we would would we even have a WWE? And I think that's the reason why Vince even keeps those guys around like he does because I mean, they screwed him. You know, the Nash and Hall. All of the stars that Vince relied on through the 80s and the early 90s were basically leaving. Like, Hogan wanted to leave to go into movies. Um, Piper left for the movies. Andre died. You know, people were just leaving and stuff. And uh, Savage was still there, but like, by 94, he didn't Savage split because he wanted to continue wrestling. And Hogan went to WCW all the time. Like, and I felt like those are the guys he relied on was like Brett and the Click and Taker. He was close to those guys, um, and he always have a special bond with him because he was there when I think the business left the worst state. Because when all those guys from the eighties were leaving, Vince also got hit with that whole steroid scandal. Right, right. And yeah. He got sued. Man, you know your shit, man. He kind of went down a bit, and uh, those guys were his guys. And then obviously, let's be honest here: when Hall and Ash decided to split. More money went to WCW. That was probably the best thing for the business overall. As much as the like, WCW started to put WWF out of business, the way that the WWF rebounded with Austin and The Rock and things was the most profitable full time ever. They made the most money during that period of wrestling ever. So how can you ever really hold a grudge against Nash, Hall, Shawn Michaels, Triple H? Like, yeah, he made those it. Guys are very very, very valuable, valuable, like, pieces to the puzzle of, like, why, why everything, like, if Hall and Nash never left and they didn't start the whole outsider thing and Hogan decided that he wanted to join them and do the whole NWO thing, 
there wouldn't be no DX. There wouldn't be no Stone Cold. We probably would have still had like the clowns and plumbers and garbage men and <laughs> right. cowboys and stuff in the WWF. Right. And, and everybody and everybody just wanted to step up their game because I think at that point everybody had to step up their game. And that's what we're missing today is that there's not really legit head-to-head competition. Competition, for right, for them to... They can suck on some weeks and it's like, okay, whatever, we suck this week, but we right. know that we, we did a good job. We just, I don't think they've ever done bad as if they settled for good. Was not like spectacularly amazing every week. As they had to try to be back then because they were in competition with someone else, you know? Yeah, and I, and it's funny you say that because, like you said, the competition, and you could tell those guys were friends because it's like Triple H and Sean with DX, they were always trying to one up whatever you know Scott Hall and uh, Nash was doing, and, it, and I mean to me it was the best of both worlds. But I mean, I remember uh, Sean Michaels back in that day. If you watch like on the, and I hope you put some more stuff like that on on your page. If you watch Raw. The, the last Raw before uh, that WrestleMania 14, Shawn Michaels, and maybe you can find this because uh, the network edited it out. He cut a promo so, gosh, I mean, he ripped Vince a new asshole because you got you got to remember, they didn't even think Shawn was going to show up and put uh, Austin over. And he ripped, the promo was supposed to be about Austin, but he ripped Vince so, yeah, I'm going to show up. I mean, that promo. And if you look at Triple H's face, because Triple H just cut a promo, the the look on Triple H's face was like, gosh, Sean, like, what are you doing? I mean, he just, I mean, he ripped, he ripped Vince so hard, right? And this is a testament to Triple H, and I think this is why the guys in the clique owe him so much. The next week, you know, on Raw, Sean is gone. He brings in X-Pac. And if you look this up, I swear you guys see this. He brings in X-Pac, and X-Pac cuts a promo. And he talks about, yeah, shout out to Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. And and then he talks about Eric Bischoff and Hogan. But the look on Triple H's face was like, gosh, I just went through this shit with, with Sean. And now here I bring you in, kid. And, and now you're doing the same. It's like, it's just a testament to Triple H. Like, how did he deal with those guys? I have no idea. Because... He was. You know, Triple, H, Triple H was like the last one invited in their clique, and he was the sober guy and the DD, and the, you know, just, he was the one that kept everyone on their toes and made sure everyone was getting talented. That, I have no that, idea how he guys, dealt with that. I, remember, I think I remember the way you talked about the promo with Shawn Michaels, but the one way is like the clique rules the wrestling world, because he's openly talking about how Nash and Hall are running WWE and him and Triple H over there running this shit. and. <laughs> And then I know the Xbox One when he comes out there and he's like, you know, yeah, Eric Bischoff, he's stuck and yeah. you can't cut the mustard or something. And, like, and I think it just got, I mean, the look on Triple H's face, that shit got so real quick. And, but the, the look, because the, the, the promo that Sean did the, the, the Monday before, like the network has it edited. But if you watch, if you watch further along on the network, when uh, Vince gets ready to fire Sean uh, in 99, I believe it was, or at the end of 98, he actually plays that promo in, uh, in full of, like, Sean just telling Vince, you suck, and I made you, and all. I mean, he just goes off. And But the look on Triple H's face is just like, I, I just really, I give him so much credit. When you hear the backstories on Scott Hall, and then you hear, like, you know, t- 
the backstories on Shawn Michaels and and then and then Kid is like. Well, yeah. the shift of places in the part of it is, he was right there for the whole school job, too, with Brett. Yeah. He was right there for the whole thing. He was in on it, like, you know. The reason he's in the position he is in right now, and it's not only because he's married to Stephanie, it's because one, he has a passion for the business, and he's built a lot of shit. Yeah. And he's always been, a, a, he's been a company man, you know, Triple H has always been a WWE company man. And that's the reason why he's doing what he's doing now. Like, look, and I think he's doing great with NXT and hiding that. Yeah. Guys like Vince um, McMahon, they don't die. He's, he's like Hugh Hefner, man. Those guys don't die. I mean, who would think? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, these guys like, probably have some sort of, like, some sort of, Shit. something that's going to make them live forever. Man, something. we'll be gone before Vince, man. <laughs> You're younger than me, so. God, yeah. Yeah. I uh, guess. Let me ask you, who's your favorite wrestler of all time? My whole, my favorite wrestler, man, it's a toss-up. Um, I mean. Of all time. Just pick one. One? I, Hey, it's gonna sound crazy, man, but I'm gonna. I, okay, let me just leave, let me give you a little build up. Of course, I can say Hulk Hogan because I mean that's what made me that drew me to wrestling, of course. But yeah, uh, I'm gonna be honest, man. And uh, my sister, I gotta give my sister credit for this because <laughs> man, Shawn Michaels, that's my favorite wrestler, man. It's something about Shawn. That guy. Uh, he he made he just made everything seem believable. Hulk, yes. Hulk never yes. fought anybody that you really, except for the t- except for the time with Taker and Ultimate Warrior. But other than I mean, Sean just always went against people, and you always like he's supposed to lose. And even when he and then and then on top of that, Sean did put people over, you know, and uh and and. And he lost matches that you like. Okay, maybe he should have lost that. And then he won the match. I mean, Sean was just a good worker, man. And it just everything about him felt real. Let me ask you this: I got two questions about Shawn Michaels. Then. Okay. First one being, what was your favorite period of Shawn Michaels? Like, obviously, there's the Rockers. There was early Heartbreak Kid. There was Boyhood Dream, 1990 to nah. Shawn Michaels. Nah, man. Then I say 1997 to nah, it was, how he left in 99. Nah, it was DX, man. DX. It was DX. Yeah. It was the it was the build up to DX. Yeah. That whole Shawn Michaels thing. I honestly, I said it all the time, and I joke around in my opinion. I'm like, I love Shawn Michaels most, but Shawn Michaels was about drugs. What <laughs> 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 I really mean is that. That was the hey, that match right and there. I loved it. That match right there. Did you? I was watching. Uh, well, Scott Hall had a YouTube page, and he, him, and Kid was watching that match between Sean and Hulk, and I didn't even realize it. Like how much, like it was almost like 
Sean gave you the backstory on that. It was almost like Vince was like, look, you got to put Terry over, Terry over it. And, and you could tell that promo that Sean kicked the night, the night after in Toronto. Do you remember? Was it Toronto, I believe? Uh Oh, you mean before when you when you pretended that Hart was going to come out? Oh yeah, yeah. Was that was that, so? That was before. Was that before the match or after the match with Hogan? Before. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, Sean was just so real. He was like, "You guys are waiting on Hogan, and he's not going to show up." And then that's when the, the Bret Hart's that's music. That's what's happening when Sean, when Sean's that, when Sean's an asshole. Yeah. Like, that's the Sean I like. I like assholes, so I'm like, I'm always like the assholes, so I'm like. And, and, and tell me I, this, he is the biggest asshole in, in WWE history. You can't find someone, I mean, you can take Piper or Flair, he's but. He's like a legit douchebag, and there's no real him being a douchebag. He MD plays that role better than anybody. I think that's who he really is. Yeah. He's, and like, like, don't get me wrong, he's probably super like, nice and, you know, born again now and you know now have understands things but there's a point where he was like that all the time and I think when that thing with Hogan happened he was actually pissed off about it oh yeah and you, and you can tell he was. and you could tell know? he was you could tell he was, and that lets you know like how close him and Vince was because those promos he kicked man that that shit wasn't scripted I mean he really let you have it well that's the thing with the wrestlers of the previous era they knew how to, they could work a promo without a script that's the problem with today I feel like a lot of these guys can't work without a script yeah. or they don't get the opportunity to yeah. back then like, Sean Lucas could pull that out of his hat because he's done it he's fucked up before when he was younger and green but then by the time he was after like he got it like he knew how to right yeah well, I feel like the guys of this generation don't get to do that they don't get to but why hey, why would Vince the reason, put, the reason why the reason why they're so much closer with Vince and stuff is because they weren't scared to go fight with them they weren't scared to get in trouble they weren't scared to go to him and be like you know what Vince like I'm not doing this like I feel like now he's like oh what do you guys like you know, like, they're more scared to, like, approach Yeah, because they knew their work the back then. Like, the only reason I feel like guys like Steph Rollins are getting over and stuff, and, like, because they don't necessarily have to fight with Vince. They can go fight with Triple H because Triple H was helping train in NXT. That's right, their right. guy now. Right. You know? They're close to Triple H. Yeah. Uh, but why would Vince... Vince is Vince, Vince is coming to an end. Vince being tight with guys. The last era of people Vince was tight with was John Cena and Randy Orton. <laughs> yeah. But why would Vince even go back to Sean and Hulk Hogan? Why would Vince even put Sean against Hogan? I don't. I. I. I to this day, I don't. Cause I. It's almost it like a draw. People want to see it. I mean, but you. Really but you knew before. how that was gonna turn out. Cause like, like it's almost like the whole thing. Like you know, Sean and and The Rock never never uh, faced off. And it's I just too big. Too many. Too big going at it. Like someone, the fact that someone had to leave was like. Hard, you know. Yeah, that now now that would be my number two guy, The Rock, after Sean. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, man? What's who? Let me say something about. Let me say something about. Let me say something about Sean. The other thing I want to say about Sean. Okay. Because I remember being a kid, and I've always been a fan of Sean. He's my like number. He's my number four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's my number four. Sean's my number four on my list. Right? Okay. And the thing about Sean that I always found was tough when I was a kid was before he got all the acting back and shit and he. Boyhood dream and flamboyant dancing, stripping Sean. <laughs> it was hard being a Sean Michaels fan. Or was that just me as a male? <laughs> right, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember, brother, used to, 
But the music, so much fun to me because I like think of entrance music. Like, why do you think of Shawn Michaels' entrance music? Are you like blah, 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 blah? And I'm like, yeah, right. oh, I'm a little kid, right? But like, it was hard being a Shawn Michaels fan at one point, you know? Yeah, because I mean, like I said, my sister is the reason why I'm a Shawn Michaels fan because I was always watching yeah. WCW and then she would always take the TV to watch, you know, uh, WWE because, you know, she liked the Shawn. And then I just was forced to watch it. And then I just like, man, you know what? Sean is pretty good. I mean, I always knew he was a good wrestler, but it was like, oh, he was good in the ring, yeah. But it, it was just like those promos he started kicking with, kicking it with uh, when he's kicking it with Rick Rude, and what he did from the time he was that special guest ref for uh, Taker versus Bret Hart to the beginning of DX. I mean, that Sean right there. <laughs> I, I tell you what, how I'm gonna kick this show off is that. Uh, that what what Triple H and Shawn Michaels did uh, when they did that press conference, uh, you remember that that DX press conference? Yeah, that we won't use the words. Oh my bitch. god! God damn it! Fuck. That that shit right there was classic. Watch your fucking nose. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was so classic, man. And the fact that they that USA actually sent them that. I mean, <laughs> that is just... Because it was funny. It was funny. And that's me. Like, if you can try to push the envelope and get away with it, why not? I feel like they don't do that no more. They're scared. Yeah. Um, what's the other thing I was going to say? Are you... Oh, no, 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 you brought up a, you brought up a point there. But uh, I'm, I'm taking over your podcast. No, no, go ahead, <laughs> man. Go ahead, man. You're awesome, man. <laughs> I'm interviewing you at this point. So you <laughs> right. brought up a point there. <laughs> go ahead. That I was really... That I found really interesting because... This is a question I've been getting a lot on my page these days because I'm I go through phases. Sometimes I post on WWE, sometimes I post on this. But recently, like every time nitro, every time they put new nitros on the network, I get like super excited because I kind of grew up watching. I kind of grew up liking nitro more than I like raw at the time. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to say. I like both equally. I'm not gonna lie, right. but I watched a lot of nitro. I wasn't someone that was totally biased to raw, or totally biased nitro. Because I was like, I grew up watching tape of like WrestleMania one to like WrestleMania, so I knew who Hogan and Savage guys were since before I even knew who like Bret Hart and like I mean like before I even knew the Stone Cold guys were. Like I knew who Hogan and Savage and Warrior and Andre guys. Those were the tapes I was allowed to watch from like since I was very little. Because yeah. when I was when I was actually allowed to watch wrestling. Um, WWF at that point was getting too edgy. That's when the whole DX and the table right. stripping with the handprints was out. So I wasn't technically allowed to watch the WWF, but I had tapes that my brother recorded that I'd secretly watch when nobody else was home or late at night or something else. <laughs> right. So I watched it so like I was watching the WCW was the one I was about to watch live on TV when it was on NWO. It wasn't as bad. You had Hogan, Savage, Nash, Outsiders, Sting. My question to you is, what do you think? What did you watch more? Were you more of a WCW guy or a WWF guy? I was a WCW guy from '96 to '90 to like '98, right? Well, yeah, yeah, pretty much till about the end of '97, and then January okay. of '98, that was all WWE. And I mostly watched Tyson, w- right? It was Tyson, Tyson yeah. watched you, didn't he? Uh, nah, nah, it wasn't Tyson, man, because I was watch. I was already on to them before then. And I thought Tyson, I thought the way they used Tyson was awesome, and uh, that helps. But I was already with him because, like I said, Sean was Sean's promos were so real, man. I mean, it just was like, like I like I really believe that that uh, NWO stuff 
But then after a while, Hogan stopped showing up and he's doing movies. But Nash kept it. Nash kept that thing going, you know, because his promos were real yeah, too. Yeah, I remember that. That's but, when they started their breakup a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but Sean was just and and yeah. I I remember I remember just keep tuning in all the time in '98 after uh after after WrestleMania. I kind of feel like with the whole NWO thing, mm-hmm. it was so great. It was so great. And Starcade, which was supposed to be the climax, of, like not even like the end, but, like, well, things changed tides to be, okay, now WCW gets the upper hand finally because Sting wins the belt. Yeah. But they played that old screw job angle with Sting won, <laughs> but then they stripped him of it, and then they, like, they never, and they still kind of made it about NWO, like, they show that WCW have the upper hand for him, and NWO get it back, and then the Wolfpack split up. Like, I think from, from that star case forward, they just, they just put the, they lost control of the train. Oh yeah, off yeah, track. <laughs> yeah, and and that Wolfpack thing was kind of cool. But by that time, we knew that, like, I but think even it, then it was cool. But they were supposed to have NWA Wolfpack with NWA Black yeah. to go at each other. Yeah. But they didn't even do that properly because I supposedly from what I've heard from sheep interviews and stuff that yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hogan wasn't down with the Wolfpack being cooler than his NWA. Oh yeah, yeah, and so. Like, it's he didn't want, he's like, why do you have to say, like, that means, like, if he's called Hall, like, we need someone cool on our team, too, like, blah, 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 like, yeah. and that's, like, that made no sense, like, why would you keep Hall, like, like, what the hell an outsider, and yeah. all this bullshit, and they just, you know, and then at that point, WWF did get better, because Austin was on the ride. The Rock. <laughs> Rock. Really, I think, through 1997, yeah. from the beginning of 1997, all the way to, through the Azure, like, from the moment Brett returned after WrestleMania 12, mm. the rest of the promos in the WWE have always felt real. Yeah. Like the shit Brett would say felt real. Oh, like yeah. It was real. Everything <laughs> in the cage and he pushed Vince, like that felt real. Yeah, yeah. That was real. Uh, and okay. like when he did the old Canada US, like all of that felt so real. And yeah. That felt so great. So yeah. you, you were a big fan of that when Brett was doing all that stuff for Canada? Oh, yeah. I was a huge Hulk Foundation fan, man. Yeah. Oh, I love those guys. Owen, Davey Boy, Brett, yeah. Tillman. Those yeah, are guys. That, my yeah. heart. That was pretty cool. That was when wrestling was cool. Uh, I was always Brett. I was always a Brett Hart guy over Shawn Michaels. If I had to pick between the two, I'll always be a Brett Hart guy over Shawn Michaels. Really? The only thing that sucks is I feel like Brett got, his career got cut short. Yeah, yeah. And he got fucked. He could have had a great career, but he went to WCW. They didn't know how to use him. They didn't. He had a stroke and his career got cut short. Sean got lucky that he got to come back in 2002 and have this whole extra chapter of his career. Yeah, he did. Because realistically, if Sean's career ended in 99 like, we would have just been like, oh, good, back then. Yeah. Well, he also benefited from, like I said, his buddy being on the rise, you know, Triple H, and, uh, you know, that that helped, you know. And uh, Nash, too, when they came yeah. back, when they came back to uh, that NWO thing and uh, – with WWE, hey, you said uh, Sean was number four. Who, who? Give me your uh, three, two, and one. Okay, matter of fact, give me five, three, oh. two, one. Okay, five is uh, Nature Boy. Nature Boy. And it's weird. I wasn't an absolute because the glory days and the eighties. Man, you're old that school, buddy. I watched a lot of that. I've seen a lot of that. Twenty-three years old. You're old school, kid. man. I like Even that. When I was a kid, like when he was in WCW, and like and it's funny because now when I watch WCW, I'm like, man, they fucking like. When the end of the year started, man, they screwed Rick Flair over like crazy. Oh, like, man. He was like, the four horsemen just got like left in the dust and their old views yeah. and they weren't even cool. But I just know the first promo was even done. Like, I just loved it. Like, you know when they say like, you stand in the air and you're cutting promos when you're a kid? Yeah. Man, 
yeah, and I was moving and I was young, like, with all the time. I used to like, speak to foreign people, like, I try, like, I feel like if you're going to talk about your favorite wrestlers, you got to talk about the ones that influenced you when you are a kid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, like I can talk about wrestlers too, and be like, oh, yeah, Jordan is one of my favorites, but, you know, he doesn't <laughs> I can't ever consider like my all-time favorite because I'm not running around RKOing people and pretending to be at yours and shit. Like, right, right. I was running around pretending to be Ric Flair. Like, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was cutting promos like Ric Flair in the mirror. Yeah. Flair was number five. Okay. Um, Sean's four. Four was obviously Shawn Michaels. Okay. Who's I was doing the Shawn Michaels pose. I was switching music and things all the fucking time. I was singing a song. It was my ringtone at one point. Yeah. I remember like, rang, rang class one time and the teacher's like, what the hell is that, a flocky evil? You know, I was like, ah, Sean, Sean. <laughs> yes. And like, uh, yeah, no, Sean's on the floor for sure. Um, I was like, that was like my, on my grad. I walked across the, on the stage on commencement and I stopped and I did the song, Sean Michael pose and I got up like, you're my guy. <laughs> three, <laughs> three is a hit, man. I, I figured um, that. Yeah, I figured that. Okay. The hit, man, just because, man, uh, I just always looked up. I met him, man. Uh, the first time I met him. Oh, really? I cried like a baby. I was a kid, man. I was scared to meet him. I was, it was a cool story. I think it was a funnier story. The actual first time I was supposed to go meet him, I, I got scared and I never met him. I stood in line for a long time and we got close. I'm like, I want to go home. And I hit through a hissy fit. I, that's how much I idolized him. <laughs> I got scared. I want to go home. Wow. And then the second time I met him, I, I was about a kid. I was like six or something, right? Like, when I was, like, 10, I met him again, and that was, like, super cool. It was autographed. I was, like, that guy's my hero, man. Yeah. I know those two two guys I call my favorite over Sean. No, I feel you. I mean, that's how I felt when but I met like, Ho- that's how I felt when I met Hogan. I met Hogan in 07 in Miami, and I marked yeah. out, I marked out, man. I mean, I, I I lied to him and told him I said, "Hey, man, I just got done watching No Holds Barred," and and Hogan was so cool. He was like, "Cop, come on." I've met Russell. I've met Jeff Jarrett. I've met I've met Shawn Michaels. I was super cool. I marked out a little bit, obviously. I've met yeah. Edge. I've yeah. met like the one, You know, Hogan's uh, the only like, Hogan's the only wrestler I've met. Hogan, I think Hogan is the oh. only wrestler that I've met, and I met him at the airport. I've met like Tommy. I've met like Tommy Dreamer, and I've met like a whole bunch of like a handful of wrestlers without getting growl and so on. But like, I don't think I've, like some people like I marked that when I met Brad. Like it looked inside, like it felt like this was like this. This was Brad Hart, right. and like it's so cool now because of my page, the wrestling classic. Like I've, I've had the honor to like become friends with like Brad Hart's niece. Lindsay and like his son Blade, we have oh, cool. buddies now. I talk to him as well, and like you know the Bulldogs kids, they follow my page, and the like, Brett kids always commenting and stuff on my page, and it's so cool. So like now, I'm, like this family like knows who I am. They've met me in person. Like I still haven't met Brett yet ever since. Yeah. So like I met his son, I met his niece. I'm like you know it's so weird. Natalia like always talks to my page and opens up my DMs, and it's it's weird to me because I'm like I idolize Bret Hart, and I like his whole family is like.
Yeah. We haven't done it yet, so I'm not going to say anything, but yeah, yeah, yeah. he was doing enough thing. He hasn't forgotten the way he was going to do it. He's been really busy. And, you know, there's this wedding and, you know, there's Roddy's funeral and all this stuff. And yeah. All this stuff going on. He's like, dude, I've been trying to get my dad to give you a shout out to be like, follow the wrestling classic. He's been trying to get that for you, but, you know, my dad's really good. Oh, that's what's up, man. Like, that's cool. The fact that your dad. The fact that you're going to your dad and I'm to give a shout out to my page. Right, like, right, right. And hey, name, hey, name your page again, man. Mind blowing to me. Hey, name your page again for the for the for the listeners. It's the Wrestling Classic on it's Instagram. The Wrestling Classic. The Wrestling. You remember the T H E Wrestling Classic. Yeah, that, yeah. that page you is follow awesome. Follow me on Twitter too at, at Wrestling Classic, and that's R. That's Wrestling as in W R A S S L I N Classic. All right, cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow you from my page and my uh and my uh handle page too. Hey, okay, who was number two? That's number. That's number three. Yeah, who's number two? Yeah, the taker. Taker, ah, okay. Um, I grew up, I was a little kid. So I'm 23, so I was a little kid. Didn't undertake this time. Yeah. Who else is going to blow your imagination? Yeah. Like, Brett was a great wrestler. He was, like, one of my heroes, but he wasn't, like, he obviously was larger than life and stuff. So, like, he wasn't, like, razzle dazzle spectacular. Like, Undertaker was, like, this mythical dead man like like how as a kid like how do you not like be scared of that but like it'll come to your eyes when you're like still peeking through your fingers yeah. type of feeling you know and that's like, the, you don't want to watch it you have but you have to watch because it's so cool. and, and you know Undertaker and that's the Undertaker the Undertaker that's a full Vince McMahon creation that's his baby right there oh he, I know man he, he created that thing and he's gonna I mean that's like that's a, that's like his alternate Hulkamania. You know, he created Hulkamania too. But, but you have to give credit to you have to give credit to Taker because that's like any other gimmick. Credit was flopped, a goofy gimmick. But yeah. the way he portrayed it, the yeah. way he carried it, and the way he adapted it over the years. Yeah, yeah. This is one of my issues with Cena. Is I'm a Cena so stale. Yeah, it's so stale. He's always the same, cutting the same promo, saying the same stuff. And that lets you know Taker was always changing. Yeah, Vince McMahon. That's what makes me think Vince McMahon is not working that Cena character it's just like that's not him but you can tell that Taker character that whole gimmick with that that's all Vince man that's why that's why that thing is so successful I think that's, a, that's a key to, that's a key to be like to be, you have to leave for a second you have to leave for a second you have to change you have to change you can't be the same person all the time I think I think a Cena change is coming though I think it's coming I, I, I just really believe it's somehow gonna work because it, like you said it's so stale man and like I said I can't even like I'll give you something else, and I'm for you. For you, give, give me your number one. That CM Punk, that that was wrestling. I can I do not understand why they let that let that kid go. That guy. <laughs> I don't know why they let him get what he kind of wanted. There was a like from 2000. I uh, said this before from like 2009. I kind of like 2009. 2010. No, kind of the one next thing was okay. I wasn't like that. That was right after I graduated high school and stuff, and I wasn't really interested as much as I was before. It hurts me to say that because like, now I don't know how much I love it, but I was kind of like, eh, about it. You know, eh, wrestling, eh, whatever, seeing yeah. this, whatever, you know, shit. But as punks dropped that pipe off, right. and I'm like, whoa. That changed everything. Like, literally, the main, the last main event for the last pay per view before that pipe bomb yeah. was R Truth with John Cena. Yeah. And for the Tim Championship. So basically, I think Johnson has pretty much beat everyone. Let's just throw our truth at him now. Right. Let's make our truth a viable competitor. And it's like, I, well, I think the gimmick 
that was when I was that. Our truth was knocking John Cena out with the water bottle. Yeah. <laughs> and I hit myself in the head like, 50 million thousand times with a water bottle. It was just out of long thinking, and I don't get knocked the fuck out, okay? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's how bad it was. And I'm like, doing the undercard is probably pretty good. The mid-card is probably pretty good. Like, John Morris in the ring this area is probably killing it, but the main event is what keeps you watching. And, like, if that's what the main event was, was Cena and Archer, I just wasn't into it, and I wasn't digging wrestling. And no. I just happened to be watching that. I, and the, not even just happened up to like, I watched Robin, which even when I wasn't into it, I still could somewhat have it on in the background while I was studying or something. So, like, I, I watched Raw. I was watching Raw tonight, and I, I, I've always been a punk fan. I've been a punk fan since he was in Ring of Honor. I started watching Ring of Honor not knowing what it was when I was a kid because it came on in Canada on Saturdays. And I thought it was some shitty production, like local wrestling stuff. But it was fun. It was good to watch. It was great wrestling. It was something punk used to be there. So I always knew who punk was. I was a fan. He's, like, he's honestly, if my top ten was, like, he's like number eight for me. But okay. I just found him so relatable and so entertaining. But, like, when he came out there at the end of the show in a Stone Cold shirt, which obviously triggered off why he was a Stone Cold shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he sat on the stage and he started cutting that promo. And it was just like... It was like it was, weight was lifted off, off my show. Like, it wow, was like going yeah, back to the future to '98, man, 1998. That shit fucking made that shit made World Star. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. <laughs> Talk <laughs> about crossing over. World Star. Yeah. The wrestling to make World Star. Like, you gotta be pretty like. And because it because you, know, you like really didn't know if it if it was scripted. This was some Caucasian dude on a on a scripted wrestling show. <laughs> On World Star, right? World Star. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, CM Punk was the <laughs> shit, man. And and the thing is, when he won that title, it felt so real. Him and Paul Heyman, like I liked CM Punk and Heyman together, just like I like CM I mean, uh, Lesnar and Heyman together. I mean that. Oh, I loved it, dude. I loved it. I, I, I just was don't. Heyman and Punk got together. I remember when that happened. When Punk, I mean, Del Rio versus Cena, and Punk came and kicked Cena out of nowhere, and Del Rio won, and then. Yeah. He jumped in the car and came in with the driver. Right. I'm like, this is great. Like, the yeah. fact that I remember that so vividly is because that's how much I enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. was awesome. And, 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 he, and then Punk actually brought in the shield. You know, he actually, I mean, that whole thing with the shield, we, we everybody thought the shield was working with Punk and, and all that. I mean, it, so that's what it initially was supposed to be. They were supposed to be Punk's attention and people and shit. Yeah. But obviously, storylines change and things change, but that's what they were supposed to be. We're going to bring in some guys that are going to keep helping you out for no reason. I'm like, it just they could have went so many different ways with them, but they just like he sh- like when Triple H beat my Mega Champion, yeah. that made no sense to me. When he uh, that was supposed to be Nash too, was to, wasn't that supposed to be Nash versus then, Punk at one point? But it was supposed to be Nash versus Punk, and like Nash versus Punk should have happened, and then next was Triple H because Nash not a beat out of nowhere. Yeah, what happened Punk, with that? You know, how did how did that happen? Huh? Do, you, do you know the backstory behind that? Like, what happened with that whole Nash comeback? Because I actually what liked it. Is, it. is that it was supposed to be Nash versus Punk. Yeah. At the time that that was supposed to happen, Nash didn't pass the physical. They returned it to Punk versus Triple H. You believe that shit? <laughs> I just I don't believe that, man. And then Triple H beat Punk. And then Nash obviously got cleared or something, so he turned it around to finish off that angle about with the cell phone stuff. Yeah. Uh, angle between Nash versus Triple H. And you're not going to I thought it was super cool when Nash came back. And shit. Yeah, me too, like, man. I actually was like, I'm like, this would be cool if Nash was punk with it. was so random, but like, whatever, that's big. It's Kevin Nash. But like, 
Then they just had Punk News, and they had Punk News, Del Rio, and then he had to run the table back. Yeah. Like, then he teamed, at one point he like, teamed with Triple H against R-Truth and the Miz, and then he finally won the title of Survivor Series. Yeah. By that point, it kind of felt watered down. Right. Like, all of his, like, like all of his... What did Punk? He Punk kept that gaining. Punk kept that title for like a year or so, didn't he? Did he, he? But then he kept the title for a year. But like a lot of his reign was like, I remember one time he fought Daniel Bryan on a pay per view. Yeah. Which was obviously like that's a, not if that happened right now that would be the main event of the pay per view. At that time, for some reason, they didn't consider it the main event of the pay per view. Well, he didn't have that and, yes movement then. No, but yeah. Yeah, John Laurinaitis says John Cena was the main event of the pay-per-view. Oh, God. Can you believe that? <laughs> John... At the same pay-per-view, I think it was Daniel Bryan versus Kane versus John oh, Cena. Wow. At the same pay-per-view, they had John Cena and John Laurinaitis going last. And they kept doing shit like that. Every pay-per-view, Punk would defend the title, but Cena would be on last. Extreme Rules, Punk and Chris Jericho went at it at Extreme Rules. And they put in an epic match, but they put Brock Lesnar versus John Cena on last. That one kind of makes more sense, but still, you know. Yeah. WrestleMania. Punk vs. Chris Jericho's WWE Championship match. It was The Rock and John Cena that made eventually WrestleMania. And he just, I think he just kept getting shafted like that. And the only time he didn't have actual main event spot is when he fought John Cena. Yeah, they just love that. That Cena gimmick, it must be, it must be pretty over. Give me your number one, because i got to wrap this up real quick. Give me your number one. Um... Macho Man, that should be obvious. Macho Man. Macho Man today. Macho Man, wow. (laughs) That's a good one, man. Macho Man, oh, man. I, he's, ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The cream of the crop. Yeah, he was real, man. He was real. I, um, I, like I said, I grew up on those tapes. I watched the early WrestleMania. I watched the early Saturday main events with Dawson. As we're calling, I, and this is gonna like people always like, oh, you don't even know. You have to actually live there to be there. Like, I loved Hollywood Hogan. Yeah. I loved NWO Hogan. I thought it was great. I felt like those Hogan's true colors. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I hated red and yellow Hulk Hogan. I hated the eat your vitamins and your prayer shit. Yeah. I hated that. But see, I as a kid, but see, see, up, see, you weren't, but you, yeah, you weren't, you didn't grow up in that era. I grew up in that era, and it believe. That's what people say. That people say that. Yeah. I remember my brother's the same way. Like, yeah. Yeah. I didn't go for that era. I watched it after it kind of happened. Yeah, so that's and then where I grew up when Hogan was. But then I grew up with the NWO. Right, that's so. With, uh, yeah. And I grew up with Macho Madness and the NWO. And like, I watched those things. Like, but if you notice, like, Macho Man's gimmick was the same to his whole career. He was. Exactly. He was so the he madness. That is Macho King. He's the madness, though. He's, He's Macho <laughs> King, or then he was like. That's a good number one, man. Right? Yeah. He was going cowboy ass and shit out of nowhere. Then he was the madness in the NWO. Like, yeah. Then he was team. But like, the point about Macho is that I, I grew up in like the Austin NWO era, so I like the hardcore bad guys that were just, you and know. That, that was Macho, man. And when I look back and I watch that Hogan Savage feud, yeah. even as an adult, how the hell did anyone pick holding over Savage with the whole Elizabeth thing. Yeah. Any guy is a guy yeah. you feel like the Macho Man. That is true. Yeah, I was moving on the girl like that. That is true. That is true. Like, yeah, you think back, Hogan should have been the hit. When you're a kid, when you're a kid, you watch it, you're probably, you right. know, like, you always got to that Hogan's like the superhero nice guy, you would never do anything wrong. Yeah. I was an adult male, 
That's true. That is real. And and Macho Man played that man. He played that gimmick man to the fullest. And I think I don't even think he, he played it. Heel, but realistically, Macho Man was a face the whole time. Yeah. He was. Everyone should have been rooting for Macho Man. He should have been. Everyone just rooted for Hogan because he was the machine. He was the right. good guy. Right. But that guy had lost in his eyes for a little bit. Man, know. that is that is some good points, man. And then then Hogan even did that shit again with the uh, NWO messing with Elizabeth yeah, and all. Yeah, but when he did the NWO, he admitted it, right? He's right. Like, right. <laughs> that's the way Hogan showed his true colors. Yeah. Hogan really is. Macho Man is always a good guy. Yeah. He has an idiot. Yeah. Macho Man should have won at WrestleMania 5. Like you know the one thing I love about Macho Man? What's that? I think one thing I love about Obviously, he blew my imagination. He's larger than life. He's loud. I used to fun him and hate. I love dropping flying elbows. My one dream in life is to be in a, a, a wrestling ring and be able to jump off the top rope or drop a flying elbow on something. Hey, you know what, man? Let me tell you something real quick. Uh, when I was a kid, yeah. my um my uncle was uh, Ernie Terrell. He uh he just passed away. He he's the uh, he's the guy Muhammad Ali actually beat to become the champion again. But uh he used to oh, do, that's so cool. yeah he actually did like a lot of boxing events. And I remember my dad before he died, he took me to this uh boxing event, and Ernie Terrell was there. And I wasn't into boxing. And I asked my Uncle Ernie and my dad, I said, can I just, and look, my dad was getting me kisses from the ring girls and stuff like that. But I'm a kid. I'm like five and six or whatever. All I wanted to do was I wanted to climb on top of that ring and just, like you said, drop an elbow on nobody. (laughs) Just wanted to jump off the top of that ring. (laughs) I wanted to go on top of that ring so bad, yeah. I I know exactly how you feel. Dude, I can't tell you how many live shows I've gone to, like even with local wrestling shows, like the local indie wrestling. Yeah. Like even I went to the I went to the live show just a week ago and I was in the second row. Like how tempted you get to just want to like jump in that ring, just run the ropes and drop an elbow. And I, at no point since I've been uh, since I was like seventeen years old, I I still like fifteen. I've never actually wanted to be a wrestler. Yeah. When I still want to work in the business. I want to work behind the scenes. I oh, want yeah. to do something creative, maybe yeah. like do the social media. Try to make wrestling cool again. That's what my goal would be. Hey man, you're on your way, man. I know for my page. You're on your way. Like, I know on my page I can make wrestling cool. Yeah. But I want to work with them to let me make wrestling cool. You're I, on... I know what these people kind of want. I can I hear them. Hey you man, know? you're not on your way. Do. But not since I was 15 years old that I've actually wanted to be a wrestler. Hey, you're but on your I way. I still get tempted to run in the ring and run the ropes. <laughs> Yeah, you're on your way because, you know, like you said, you got, what, over 100 and some odd thousand followers. You know, it's, it's just a matter of time. Like, one thing about Vince, they know, they they, they peep what's going on. It's like the whole Bill Simmons thing and Michelle Beadle. They 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 know who's following them, the whole uh, Rosenberg and all that. So keep it up, man. You're gonna, and I'm going to help you because I'm a big fan of your site and your page. And you're pretty cool. Appreciate we, it. Hey, we're going to have to do this again. Uh I know we didn't really do a good SummerSlam review. We just sat back and talked, but I think it was a real. I think this was awesome, man. And I'll tell you what, let's get let's get together again the next big pay per view, depending on what happens with uh, Lesnar and Taker. Let's talk again, and uh, I know we're definitely going to get back together for our Survivor Series. Let's say Royal Rumble and uh, definitely WrestleMania. Mania but, uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so I appreciate you having me on here, man. Uh, we kind of just talked wrestling. That's what I expected us to do. Usually happens. Yeah. And they're talking wrestling. <laughs> yeah, man. The wrestling classic. Now, how you say that? Is is it wrestling with an R, you said? No, well, okay. So, my Instagram is the wrestling classic. Okay. Which is basically, it is what it is. 
Hey, cut me, cut me a quick promo. Just yeah, Follow, keep following you. I got my page following you and everything. We're gonna talk again, Justin. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, brother. All right, that was Justin, man. Inside the cave.